0: Hello and welcome, I am Kim Keen, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share my journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career and adjusting to stay at home mom life, to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys, so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. So if you're a regular listener to One of a Kind You, thank you so much for tuning into another episode. I'm so excited that you're here. And if you're new, welcome, welcome. Thank you for taking a chance and um, stopping to see what this podcast is all about. Um, I'm glad that you're here as well. So the way this podcast usually works is that I usually read my journal entries and reflect on what I know now as a certified life coach and what I wish I knew then in the thick of the struggle. But today we have a guest, her name is Elizabeth, and she is a stress coach stress coach for moms. And um, we're going to talk about what it looks like when moms are burnout and feeling um, like overwhelmed and how that shows up at home and other places. Um, But Elizabeth, tell us more about how you became a stress coach for moms.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. So hi, Mm -hmm. mamas. I am Elizabeth. I'm a stress coach for moms. I have four kids, 10 and under three boys and a baby girl. So we definitely have a full house. Like I'm also a highly sensitive person and an introvert. So if you know much about that, I definitely need alone time to like be a good mom or the mom that I really, you know, like, you know, and so, um, my journey started a few years ago. One of my kiddos, my, one of my boys, I had a hard time parenting him and a friend of mine, um, He was one of those kids that would just get into everything. He was like Curious George and steroids, like always getting into stuff. And a friend of mine recommended me to go to therapy, and I did. And I was kind of introduced to a whole new world of like gentle parenting and coming alongside your kids when they're having big emotions and being calm and co regulating and um, teaching them, you know, regulation skills. And I really struggled in the beginning of like implementing it because. I was not in a good place myself Mm -hmm. and I noticed that when my needs were not met when I was running on empty, if I hadn't had any time to recharge I was constantly in reactive mode and I had a really hard time implementing all the things I was learning in counseling and um Around the same time, shortly after I started counseling, I bought like a course that um, taught me how to prioritize my needs without guilt. Mm
0: -hmm. And that
1: really like shifted a lot of the mindset for me. um, Because obviously, like I, I love my mom, but she never rests. She's always productive. And I felt like that's what I had to do, you know, in order to be a good mom, to have Mm -hmm. that label, to feel good about myself. And what would happen, I would just get burned out and I would then be reactive with my kids. Mm -hmm. And so when I shifted the way I would prioritize my day, when I shifted prioritizing my needs and like, doing things for myself to help myself feel better and truly like recharged and restored, I was able to show up as a much better mom for my kids. And I was able to actually have the mental space to implement the strategies I learned in gentle parenting. And I noticed I was just a lot more patient. I didn't have to like force it anymore because I was in a good place myself. Yeah,
0: yeah, I relate to... Uh, what you said of, you know, when you weren't in a good place, then it was hard for you to show up as a mom. And it was the same for me before we start, before we hit record, Elizabeth and I were chatting and um, I was sharing how I left my teaching career and my husband basically said, you got to leave because you're miserable and you're making all of us miserable too. Mm -hmm. And it was just, you know, being burnt out from taking care of 25 kids, kindergartners at that alone by myself all day, not having a teaching assistant, not having support. And then My husband's work schedule was crazy. So I often felt like a single mom, even though I was married, you know, I would leave work rushing to get to daycare before it closed. So I wouldn't be charged a late fee to get my girls, get them home, get them fed, get them bathed. And Lily was in kindergarten at that time. So then we had home kindergarten homework. And ironically enough, I was a kindergarten teacher. And she'd be like, well, that's not how my teacher says it. And I'm like, I am a kindergarten teacher. I know what I'm talking about too. And so it was so it was just so stressful. And then he would get home at bedtime and then get the kids all riled up because he missed them. And then I would have to be the bad guy again and say, no, it's bedtime. Settle down. We're calling it a night. Stay the night. You'll see them tomorrow. And so I just had no patience. I had the shortest fuse fuse ever. And I was lashing out at my kids. I was lashing out at my husband, but I was also beating myself up horribly. Because
1: there's so much mom guilt, right? That comes with that. So yeah, when I figured out that if I feel better, the whole family feels better. I'm like, I gotta teach other moms this because I would just like tell all my friends about this. And some of my friends are like, you should like teach other women. I'm like, Hey, why not? You know, I can start a podcast, you know? And so that's why I started a podcast too. And I have one, it's called Emotionally Healthy Legacy. And I teach all these things that I learned along the way of being a mom and things that I can support myself to feel better. I would love to like touch on like, how you said like you felt mom guilt because so many moms, they like, right, it starts out, they feel mom guilt for like mm-hmm. freaking out and screaming at their kids. Well, why yeah. are they doing that? Because they're so worn out and completely yeah. exhausted. Why? Because their needs are unmet. Why? Yeah. Because they don't have time to mm-hmm. prioritize their needs because they're over overscheduled, overbooked. Why? Because yeah. they feel like they have to, because that's what the society says, or because they're people pleasers, or because they're poor boundaries. Yeah. And so like, that's what I do with my clients, we kind of go backwards, we're like, okay, what is the route that we have to address, mm-hmm. that will like trickle down into all these other areas, right? Yeah. Because there's always a reason why you lost it with your kids. Always. Yeah. There's some either unmet needs, you're either emotionally or mentally overwhelmed, you're, you know, either experiencing anxiety, like, there's something you have conflict with your spouse, and you're taking it out on your kids, you're spiritually struggling with God or whatever, and you're taking it out on your kids. It's not the kids. I mean, yeah, Yeah. they have their moments here and there. But it's you who's struggling, right?
0: Yes. For me, it was always, it was the uncertainty, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because for me, when, and for most people, when the, you know, what hits the fan, we either value certainty or we value significance. And so I wasn't feeling significant because you know, my husband was working all the time. So I was trying to validate myself like, oh, you're a good mom. But then when we go to mommy and me groups, I felt deficient compared to the other moms, you know, cause they had their Tory Burch sandals and a Louis Vuitton handbags. And there I am rolling up in like a grocery store reusable bag because I was like, I don't have time to carry anything else. If I even carried a purse, I usually just had keys in hand and a cell phone. And, you know, my girls weren't participating in the mommy and me things. And I'm like trying to coerce them into doing it. It's, by the time I'm, it's done, I'm sweating. But the other moms, you know, the illusion was that their kids are loving mommy and me time. They're having so much fun and they're playing. And there I am like pleading with my kids, like get over here and get those maracas and sing the song. And so,
1: mm. you know,
0: so it, it was just a lot of pressure, the struggle, But it just, there was so much uncertainty as well, you know, not feeling that significance piece because I didn't know always when my husband was coming home from work, you know, he would leave in the morning and say, oh, I'm going to leave the office at six and six will come and go and it'd be like eight o'clock. Oh, I'm just now leaving the office. I got caught on a call or I got caught dealing with this paperwork or whatever. And so there was just also so much uncertainty. And so I wanted some sort of predictability Um, and kids are unpredictable because, they're, you know, always chasing this shiny object. Like, Oh, look at the butterfly there. Oh, but look at that shiny bright light. And so it was just too much to handle. And then all the, you know, and it's on top of all the pressure that I put on myself with overscheduling to-do lists that were miles long, that didn't even need to be done. You know, those kinds of things.
1: Yes. Yeah. So I teach my mom's to like, I'm like, one of the reasons probably why you're freaking out and losing it with your kids is because you're just completely running out of fumes. And Mm -hmm. you have to shift things in your life. There are things that need to be deleted delegated let go we need to shift some mindset like this is not sustainable no I am none of us none of us moms want our kids to remember the atmosphere of us freaking out and screaming at them all the time there's a difference between you're like just struggling and you just have like one of those harder days and you just like raise your voice a little bit here and there and you completely losing your marbles and Breaking yeah. out, about to like murder, screaming. Yeah. Like there's a big difference, right? Yeah. And, and I, that's what we teach. That's what I teach. We're like, okay, something's going on. You're not doing this because you want to. It's because you're really, really, really struggling. Like, yeah. And we got to help you. Like, let's start out with the basics. I teach my moms, all of them, like making sure you get enough sleep And making sure you eat meals because when we're sleep deprived and when we're hungry, we know that our toddlers will melt down, but we don't pay attention to us because like, we'll like skip breakfast. We'll go to bed late because we're scrolling on our phones, escaping reality of motherhood because we're Mm -hmm. right. Like we don't like the way we are. And then we'll go to bed at like midnight, not get enough sleep you know, wake up the last minute, rush through the day, forget to eat because we're just go, go, go. It's 4 PM We get home, try to make dinner. And we're freaking out. Why? Because we're exhausted and we're hungry.
0: Yes. And, and like eaten peanut butter and jelly crust don't count as a meal.
1: Yes. Yes. So that's like one of the basics things I start out with mom. Yeah. We talk about like, okay, if your phone is really, part of the issue in the evenings we have to set phone boundaries yeah right like what is keeping you up at night how can we help you go to sleep sometimes a lot of times I'm like journaling Mm -hmm. meditation I mean you've learned a lot of this stuff from life coaching you know and you know that benefits of all these things a lot of it is just shifting your habits of doing things and like implementing new healthy ways of like doing life and then in the mornings i teach my moms if possible with the schedule you're in if you go to bed at a reasonable time get up a little bit before your kids and use some of that time Mm -hmm. to just like ground yourself and just center yourself before the day starts otherwise when we wake up and the kids are already screaming and fighting we just jump into reactive mode Mm -hmm. right away and it, it's a lot harder to be patient because you're just jumping into reactive mode. But yeah. if you get up like half an hour, maybe even an hour before your kids make some coffee, maybe have, have a fruit or like some toast or something, maybe mm-hmm. journal, maybe meditate for five minutes, maybe write a gratitude, you know, list five things you're grateful for. Maybe just literally sit there in silence and use yes. that time to just like calm your nervous system Like when your kids wake up, you're happy to see them and not just agitated at their existence.
0: Yes. And that's such a big thing too, because um, I think what happens is that sometimes we do get agitated by their existence because we feel so overwhelmed and don't recognize that we have that feeling and it might not even be agitation towards them. It's just like, oh my God, it's Groundhog Day this can't be starting and happening all over again (laughs) Mm -hmm. because we haven't taken time to start the day on the right foot for ourselves. And then also too, I think it's important that you start the day on the right foot with your kids too. You know, sometimes we let the kids hop right onto the iPads or right in front of the TV because we think, okay, well, they're up now and I'm not really quite ready for them, but having them set their own, morning routine, like no iPad, no TV until after they've eaten breakfast or after they've done their reading or whatever the case may be. Um, But starting the day, like you can build blocks or Legos or draw while I'm working on getting your breakfast ready. So that also shows them that they don't have to be reliant on the technology as well.
1: Yeah. And you know, that's one of the things that a lot of us wake up and we just grab our phone right away Mm -hmm. and like look at social media or something. But when you wake up, your stress hormone is at its highest. And so it is really, and like the blue light from your phone will Mm -hmm. increase the stress hormone to go up. And so it is really important to not be on your phone. Like you will notice the impact of it. Like I will turn on the meditation on my phone or Mm -hmm. like some, you know, calming music or something like that. But I do my best, like all my social media apps, they all have like limits. And so they are turned off. They're like shut down until like I don't know seven thirty or eight a.m. or something like that. So like I like I mean I could bypass it with a password, yeah. but it's a great reminder that like mm-hmm. this is not the time to go on it. And it's part of my job is to be on social media, so that like you just have to be. Oh, boy.
0: That's okay. No worries. No, you're totally fine. Sorry. That's the one thing I I'd like, it's such a real mom moment. So I'm at my mom's <laughs> house recording tonight. Cause my older daughter is at marching band. Mm. Uh, but when I record at home, the dogs bark, same thing, kids come in <laughs> and, and they're, and my husband's downstairs. I'm um, like, because, that's
1: right there. <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Especially now with the pandemic, my husband works from home, ironically enough, like 99% of the time now, but they will still wander through the house just to find me to ask me for something. So no worries. If you need it, to take a pause. Oh no, he's
1: fine. Okay. He's
0: fine. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, but that's the thing. And that's part of the other thing I used to get so irritated. It was like, your dad is sitting right there. You see, I'm doing something and he's doing nothing.
1: <laughs> yes. Go he's just scrolling through TikTok. Like go yeah. talk to your dad. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, my husband doesn't even have social media. So it's like, he's not doing anything. Go, go ask him.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, oh goodness. So, but no, I mean, and that's real life. And, you know, sometimes, but, you know, sometimes in those moments, there is that agitation, like, oh my God, why are you asking me for something again? Go ask someone else. But yes. then we have we. Yeah. Going- met our own needs, and we, then we can do it more from a place of responding, like, okay, just a minute, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll be with you in five minutes or whatever. And then, you know, there's no shame. There's no guilt on either part.
1: Yes. Yeah. So like I tell my clients is like, is it possible to be a patient call mom when your needs are unmet? Slim to none, but it's possible, but it's a thousand times harder. Mm -hmm. when your needs are unmet and you're running an empty and -hmm. and empty, it's just so much easier when you feel good. Right. And when you're struggling, it radiates through the rest of the family. Like, you know, sometimes you're in a bad mood and it's like, Is just seeping into everybody, right? So it really matters the way you feel. Like it truly matters, mama, the way you feel. Just like same thing for you, like Kim, it really matters. Like when you were struggling, it was affecting the rest of the family. Like it got to a point where your husband's like, dude, something's got to change because this is like not sustainable. It really isn't sustainable. And you had to literally shift your whole life. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like a one thing. It's like you had to change your whole life to create a life that is actually supporting you instead of like draining every part of you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because I thought when my girl was so little, I thought even though I was miserable at work and I was really struggling, I thought I did a really good job of putting on my game face and not. You know, even though I lost my patience and I wasn't, I was often frazzled and I was like, come on girls, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. In my mind, I was like, you know, they don't know that I'm really struggling as badly as I am. Um, but they do because my older daughter recently was like, you were miserable when you were a teacher. She's like, I remember you because I'm always cold. So I'm always wearing my bathrobe when it's when it's wintertime. She was like, I remember you had your gray robe on and something went wrong at work and you just went ah! and started to cry. And I was funny because I don't even have that memory. But I'm like, yes, Lily, you're right. I probably did because I was a Looney Tune at that point. So it's so and then I felt bad. I was like, so then there was more mom guilt. I was like, oh, my God, I traumatized my kids.
1: Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. That's where the mom guilt goes in. Yes. And so like I, when that mom guilt comes in mama and it does for a lot of us, mm-hmm. if you're a normal mom who loves her kids, the mom guilt is going to come right. When yes. you experience those emotional, maybe outbursts or like meltdowns and stuff. Here's what I teach my mamas in my program or just like when I coach them and I'm like, here's the thing what you tell yourself in that moment is really crucial. It's mm-hmm. either going to push you further into mom guilt or yeah. it's going to help you pull out of that. And mom guilt is not like, sometimes it can serve us when we truly need to shift things and change things. But yes. oftentimes it's it's not helping us in the mm-hmm. long run. And so when you end up having a hard day with your kids and you ended up losing it, I want you to remember this and tell yourself this. I am a good mom who's having a hard day. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm doing my best. And that is enough. Okay, because you are doing your best. Okay, in that moment, you're doing your best, you lost your cool, not because you wanted to because you're struggling. Okay. And then once kind of everything settles, I want you to go back and like you teach journaling, I'm sure you do. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a huge part of your life. And I journal all the time. Yeah, I would love for you, mama to go back and reflect and be like, I wonder why I lost my cool instead Mm -hmm. of, oh my gosh, I'm such a bad mom. I lost my cool with my kids. My kids are going to be traumatized. They're going to hate me. All those negative Mm -hmm. thoughts. No, 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 no. We don't have space for that. Like, it's okay that you've been there, but like, we can shift that and not stay there. Let's get curious instead. Like Mm -hmm. something's going on. Okay. I wonder why I lost my cool today. What was going on today? Like what was going in my thoughts? What were some of my needs that were unmet? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, what can I do about this? Because this is not a good place to stay in. Okay, so what can I shift maybe tomorrow or take some action on? So then I'm not repeating the same pattern again and again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's, you know, it's super helpful to be reflective because it's one thing to write in your journal. I mean, journaling is amazing because it's a great release, but if we're not doing something more proactive with the writing and the release, we're just going to keep having that same moment over and over again, because we're not taking that time to figure out why, what about that situation caused us to lose our cool or to lash out or to have the mom guilt or whatever the case may be. So it's like, you know, we have to figure out what is going on in that moment so that we can change it. And it might not change the first time. It might take a couple of times, but the more awareness you have around the situation, then that's where the change gets easier and easier and will actually be long lasting too, instead of just these little things where it's like, you know, you're like, oh, great, I made a change. And then you backslide into the old things that you were doing.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. Um, So if you get anything out of today, and it's like our conversation, I really want you to remember that when you lose your cool with your kids, it's not because you're a bad mom, you're an amazing mom, you're meant to be a mom, your kids, your kids deserve to have you as a mom, it's because you're truly struggling and you have some unmet needs, you're either running an empty, you're maybe just emotionally overstimulated. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many different reasons that could have been, but like, you're just struggling. Okay, let's see it from that lens. Instead of I'm a bad mom, like, mm-hmm. I'm struggling, and I need some support.
0: Yeah. And I think we have to get to that realization that we're struggling to even figure out what it is like, what kind of support that is needed you know, because when I was struggling, I, I didn't want to tell anyone I was struggling, mm. but my goodness, I needed some help. And so even when I was in therapy, no one knew except for my husband, he was the only one knew. And I was struggling in therapy too. It wasn't until I started working with a coach where I had real transformation and long lasting transformation. But even then when I'm working with coach, I didn't really make it known to a lot of people that I was working with a coach. Um, because I didn't want them to be like, oh, because everyone would always say, oh my gosh, you know, you have it together. You're always dressed so nice. And I would always laugh at that i be like, really? Because I wear jeans and t-shirts 99% of the time. So thank you. But I don't know what you see. Um, and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, you're, you make your kids Halloween costumes, you do this, you do that. And I'm like, yep, you don't see the struggle. And I, I liked it that way. Cause I didn't want people to be like, Oh, you're struggling. Well, you're a loser, or you're a bad mom, or you're this or you're that. But I should have been more transparent with it. Because uh, looking back now, I've had my mom friends be like, Oh, my God, we were struggling too, and we never said anything. So we were all struggling together and kept it a big secret when we could have been supporting each other.
1: Yes, yes, I know. Right? Like, that's one of the things that I keep talking like on social media to my followers. I'm like, are you silently struggling? Like, so many moms, they deal with this. They experience even that mom rage Mm -hmm. and that severe frustration and anger and just completely losing their marbles with their whole family. They're truly struggling and they feel so much shame just to reach out and ask for help because Mm -hmm. it's like, well, that means I don't have it all together. That means like, I am weak that I'm asking for help. Like mm-hmm. that means I'm on not a I should be able to know this. I yeah. should be able to have it all together. That's the thing that mamas tell me. Well, like it's hard for me to ask for help because I feel like I should know how to be a mom. Yeah. And it's like it doesn't really come with a manual. I mean, like they yeah. do have books and stuff, but like you're like being a mom is like you walk in, this whole new territory. Yes, mm-hmm. some things are just like, you know, intuition, but a lot of things you don't know. And if you just really try to do everything on your own, you're really, really going to struggle. Like when you accepted that help from that life coach, like how much did your life transform?
0: Oh, it was, it was huge. And so I was in therapy for almost a year and a half. And I was, I felt like I was worse off after therapy, a year and a half of therapy than when I started. And I well, only worked with a coach for eight sessions. So it worked out to be like three months and there was more change and growth in three months than there was in a year and a half. I was completely mind blown and it was had so many insights and like a new awareness and such clarity that it was just crazy. So I too was like, oh my God, I need to help other women with this, with what I've just gained because um, life is too short. And I didn't want other women to continue continue suffering the way that I did. And so, and I read all the books, not so much about parenting, um, but more about, you know, self-help personal growth, but here's the thing. They all have a different message. And so at a certain point they start conflicting each other. And then you're like, wait a second, which one do I follow? Which, which parenting book do I follow? Which personal growth book do I follow? And then you can get stuck even in that trap of figuring out, which is the, which is the most helpful resource. And when you still try to read all the books and not have another human being supporting you along the way, it doesn't always work out well.
1: Yes. And I, you know, like even think about like having that other person on the other side that helps you feel seen, heard, understood, that gives you some more clarity, some actionable steps to take that week, you know, like it's so transformative, so transformative. Like, we all need that. We all yes. need that in our lives.
0: Yes. And so I think that's, you know, it's, yes, it's hard to say out loud to someone I'm struggling, but I felt like when I finally said it, I kind of went, oh, like, I didn't have to carry that weight anymore.
1: Mhm. Yes. You were being, like, authentic and yeah. real it takes so much work to be fake, <laughs> so much effort to like, pretend that everything is okay. Like, yeah. it's so much work. I don't know how those people like on social media that have like everything that looks perfect. I'm like, yeah. girl, like, dude, I can't even imagine how much effort that takes. Yeah, like, I, I can't do that. Like, I don't want to be that person. My kids yeah. see me cry, my kids see me like break down and have yeah. hard days. Like, I'm like, this is real life, you know? Yes, And I think it's good because,
0: uh, you know, on that, on that level, we're being a role model for them to say like, yes, the day was hard. I lost it. I'm crying, but I'm going to work through it. I'm going to reset and I'm going to get back on the horse, so to speak, and try again tomorrow. And so I think it's important for them to see that because they're going to take that and they're going to use that as they continue to grow and develop into their own, you know, adulthood and individual um, on their little life journey. So I think if we try to show up as a person with this level of perfection, not showing the struggle, um, not showing the ups and downs, it doesn't give our kids an accurate reflection of what life is really like and how to work through it. Cause then when they do have a struggle, they're going to be lost too. And then not
1: want to say anything because we showed them that. Yes, for sure. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like I, I don't like go into detail with my kids, what I'm struggling with, but like, I don't hide when I'm struggling. Like this week was hard for me. Like I'm spiritually struggling. I'm a Christian. Like there's this battle spiritually between me and God. It's like, I'm praying about something and he's not answering. So I'm spiritually struggling because of that. I'm mentally struggling because of the negative thoughts that are like, well, he's not listening to me, he's not answering, he's never going to answer the mental thoughts. And then your emotions come in, right? Like, your emotions are just like down and sad and disappointment and discouraged. And when you're in that low vibration and those low emotions, it's coming out into the rest of the family where, like, it's hard to be like, super positive and like Mm -hmm. super patient. And I was just sitting on the couch, just crying and just having my moment. And like, my husband comes home and he's like, what's going on? So I told him and he's like, you know, he's like, there's this woman out there that has a podcast on emotional wellness, (laughs) you should listen to her. He was just talking about me because I have a podcast on emotional wellness. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, like, no, leave me alone. No, I'm like, I just laughed it off. I'm like, yes, I know. Like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm not taking it out on the kids. I'm just crying because I'm having a hard time. And yeah. My kids were like, in the evening, they're like, mama, can you lay down with me? I'm like, not today, buddy. Like today. And I said, I'm having a really hard day and I just need some time by myself to just write in my journal. Yeah. I had to say that, like, I can't lay down with them every single day. It's not realistic for me.
0: Yeah. And I think it shows them that, you know, they're, you're putting boundaries in place because they're going to have to put boundaries in place. You're communicating what you need. So it shows them how to communicate what they need, but you're also showing them that you still love them. So they know that, you know, when they're struggling too, you'll still love them. They'll still be loved and they know how to love you through those struggles. So I think transparency is really good with kids, you know, obviously not going deep into the issue, but, you know, just being, having that transparency of the struggle and like what you need to do to get through the struggle, because they're going to take that and they're going to be able to use that.
1: Yes. Yes, for sure.
0: Yeah. And I think that will translate into their relationships as they get older too, because they're going to be able to give their partner that space when their partner needs it, or they're going to know how to communicate to their partner what they need in that moment. And, you know, hopefully their partner will be able to reciprocate that for them. Um, Yes. That's why it's like changing
1: your whole legacy. It's not just like working on yourself. You're transforming, you're breaking bad patterns, Mm -hmm. unhelpful patterns. You're changing yourself, but you're also teaching all this to your kids and that like, it completely will affect them as they get older and become spouses as well. And parents.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we touched on so many great things today. So if someone is struggling Um, what would be your tip, like one thing that they could do to get started? So we, you know, you mentioned that you really are an advocate of getting enough sleep and eating meals during the day so that you're not starving yourself um, and running on empty. Is there something else? Oh, and journaling too and meditation. Is there something else um, that someone would be able to tap into if they're struggling and they're looking to be able to shift out of the struggle?
1: Yeah, I would say like one of my biggest suggestions would be look at your schedule, mm-hmm. see what you can delete so then you can have time for yourself Yes, because it's crucial for you to have time to restore, okay? It is crucial. It's not just like, oh, it'd be nice to have some self-care time. Like, no, 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 no. Like, it's crucial to show up as your best self for yourself for yourself and for the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. And that requires for you to have actual time to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and having like a, maybe like a list of things, maybe a few things that like truly restores you. Is it journaling? Is it taking a bath and listening to a meditation? You know, is it listening to calming music while you do some stretching? Like something that truly restores you. Um, it's very, very important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And for me, when I was in like, in the thick of it, for me, it was going to get my nails done Mm -hmm. the nail salon is not a quiet place by any means, but I could sit in that chair and check out because the person wouldn't talk to me.
1: So they Mm -hmm. would do my
0: nails for me. And we, I could just sit there in silence. I could watch the mindless shows on the TV and I could just sit and do nothing. And that was my hour to myself of where I was just doing nothing, sitting in a chair just being and then also being able to ride in the car to and from the nail place listening to whatever music I wanted not having kids in the car asking how much longer we are until we get to where we're going and all of those things so for me that was like an hour and a half of uninterrupted time so every other week I had my nail appointment and I would go get my nails done because I needed that was how I committed to giving myself that time to rejuvenate and recharge because I couldn't do it at home Um, on the level that I needed to. So I had to actually leave the house.
1: Yeah. I feel much better when I actually remove myself from the house. That way I don't see all the things that need to get done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you actually like, yeah, being away from my kids. I love my kids, but in order for me to recharge and we feel restored, it has to be away from my kids. And it's better when I'm out of the house, if at all possible. There's lots of gyms that have like memberships where if you have little kids, like they'll have you, them watch the kids and maybe you can go sit in a cafe or just sit on one of the couches and just like read a book or something instead of working yeah. out if you yeah. don't feel like working out. So, yeah.
0: So one of my friends, she and her husband were, set up a schedule. So Thursday night was always her night. And she honestly would just go wander target. She would push her shopping cart around. Most of the time the shopping cart stayed empty But She would just get her Starbucks from the Starbucks in the Target and she would just wander the Target aimlessly, just looking at things, touching them, trying clothes on. And that was her way of also she because she also needed to remove herself from the house. But every Thursday was her night without question. That was her given night. And husband knew not to ask her to reschedule because the answer would be no.
1: (laughs) And that's good. She had strict boundaries. Yes.
0: Yes. But it took her also kind of being completely depleted and trying different things at home while husband was working late hours because he works a regular full-time job and then also owns um, a brewery. So then, you know, late nights at the brewery, getting everything ready for the next day. And um, so she would try to recuperate and, you know, recharge at home with the kids, but it, it wasn't enough. And so she finally said, okay, I'm taking a stand. I'm claiming Thursday nights. You have someone who can help you at the brewer on Thursdays. This is the way it's going to be. And so they've been doing it for years and it's been working, but it took her, she had to make the decision that she needed to leave the house and really, you know, set the standard that Thursday is my day. Um, because when she didn't, then she also too was drained and depleted. So, um, So, and that's the beauty of it is like, what is good for me to recharge? It may not be the same for you, Elizabeth, which may not be for my friend, which may not be for mom, mom, number one over here, mom, number 10 over there. And it's really just giving yourself the, um, the permission and the grace to take some time to figure out what it is. Cause we don't always know, even though we think we do.
1: Yeah. Like a lot of times it's trial and error. Try one thing. Did it help? No. Okay. Next time we'll try something else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and use that, like, look at that as something fun instead of like, oh, that didn't work. I can't believe it. And being upset about it. Like, oh my God, that that was an adventure. I did something new. I tried something. Okay. I'm going to try something else. Yes. Bring it on, you know? And so when you take it from a place of adventure or kind of like a science experiment, it makes it fun instead of feeling frustrated that you don't have it quite figured out.
1: Yes, for sure. I agree.
0: Yeah. So, oh my gosh, this has been great. Thank you so much for being on one of a kind you if um, we'll have all of your social media links in the show notes so everyone can go right there. You have your podcast and you're on Insta. Um, but if people are visiting you on social and they have a question or wanted to just share a comment with you, is it okay that they hit you up in the DMs?
1: Oh, for sure. Yes. Message me. I love getting DMS from like new followers. And I normally reach out to a lot of the new followers too, but I'm so glad when you guys join my community.
0: Yeah. Excellent. So, um, don't be afraid ladies reach out to Elizabeth, if you have a question, or if you just wanted to share something that you took away from the podcast. Um, so if you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share it with a friend because the more the merrier. And also, if you'd be so kind to leave a review, I would be so appreciative. I take the time to read all the reviews to ensure that this podcast continues to be a place of support, guidance, and really a one-stop shop for resources Um, because let's face it, us moms and us women, we have to stick together. So thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of One of a Kind You, and we will see you next week.